Episode three of Record Plug Podcast. Three of three. Three of three. What does that mean? We have a set. Uh, three okay. episodes, number three. We don't know how many we're going to do and stop, right? Well, that'll be four or four next next time. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, welcome to the show. Um, if you're on, Thanks. if you're on, not you. I don't. Nobody oh. cares about you. Um, if you're on YouTube watching right now, make sure you subscribe. It's free. Um, it helps us out, and it'll let you know when uh, we have a new podcast come out, new episode. I'm here with Jeffrey DeBaser. I'm here with uh, Jimmy Ether. That's right. And uh, today we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, basically, we are a, a print magazine. The well, the new one. I say new, but that's February. So th- we're always going to the podcast is always going to be a month behind. But yes, this is this is February. By the time this comes out, we will be in March. But uh, yeah, so we're uh, I think the last Southeast music print magazine. I don't know. Right. Southeast performer's gone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Creative loafing doesn't. It's not in print anymore. Yeah, I don't know um, if there's anything in Nashville. I mean, there's flagpole in Athens, but that's not They're exclusively not exclusively music. They have, music. A, they right. have a they have a section that's gotten a little bigger with music, but um, yeah. So print magazine, Atlanta and Athens, covering Atlanta Athens, but we do uh, we are distributed all over Georgia and all over like some places in Tennessee and South Carolina and. I found us at Susick Records in Birmingham uh, last yep, week. Yep, that's right. So, we are at, mm-hmm. we are at Birmingham in Birmingham. We've been trying to get in Birmingham for a while. So we're spreading out a little bit. Uh, the podcast does cover bands from Atlanta and Athens, but uh, we are going to expand out and start covering um, bands that need recognition from other places too. And when they come to town, for sure, national acts we cover as well. So uh, what uh, have you been doing uh, lately? Did you get lately. anything cool? Uh, anything cool? Let's see. Uh, Mike White is a photographer for Record Plug. He does a lot of. That's him. Hey, Mike. That's his cover photo right there. Um, and uh, we went and saw Brainiac because you know, for listeners for the podcast, you haven't heard enough about Brainiac. Uh, this is the Brainiac podcast, right? Now. Uh, I guess at this point, they've been on it more than anyone else. About they've been on it as much as we have. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we went to see them play the Earl here in Atlanta. And uh, they play with a band called Lung, who I'd not heard of. Lung, and, uh, Lung, like L U N G. Yes. Okay. And where are they from? I will say they're fantastic. I. They're not local, though. They're not local. I think they're from Chicago. Okay. Uh, you know, quote on the think part, mm-hmm. but it's basically just um, cello and drums, and the cello goes through a pedal, so it's really noisy. So we went and saw them in Birmingham, also at a uh, Saturn. Uh, which is actually where we stopped by Seasick Records and found the other, the, found a record plug sitting on the shelf. Nice. How uh, is Saturn? Um, I like Saturn a lot, man. Yeah. Um, all in all, it's just, it's a good venue. The stage is great. The performances were great. Uh, sound was great. Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan now. So who runs the Saturn? Oh, Saturn's actually run by Bird Stuff, the drummer for Men Are Astro Man. Gotcha. Uh, he's had that thing open for about a, at least a decade now before that he had a place in birmingham called bottle tree and it's really made a big difference in birmingham because they're now bringing in some solid bands and picking up really good tours to where even if you have a choice between one stop in the southeast area uh, they've got a running shot at stealing a band from the atlanta crowd gotcha. uh, it's uh, it's that good of a venue killer so that's what i did how about yourself oh we just got back from savannah we played with uh pink Pujo. 
loud, band Loud Humans played with Pink Peugeot, and uh, who we covered. Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Hmm? Was it Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Barrow, Barrow? Barrow, Barrow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pink Peugeot, Barrow, Barrow, Loud Humans, and uh, Birdleaf was the other band. Kind of I the don't jam. know Birdleaf. Birdleaf is just getting started. They're scad kids. Okay. And kind of kind of jam band kind of stuff. Barrow, Barrow was guitar and drums. I saw that. I was definitely going to ask you. And it, yeah, it was, I mean, she and she had a little bit of a uh, um, little bit of a Sheila E vibe. She had a couple of drums. They had like a kind of a Latin percussion thing going. Definitely on. an interesting lineup that I would not have normally. Thought you know, it worked play. better than you would think. Okay, it was it was because like going from Barrow Barrow to Pink Peugeot. Pink Peugeot plays a lot of keyboard stuff now. Mm-hmm. So it's like two guys: is drummer and guitarist mostly. That guitarist is incredible, by the mm-hmm. way. Like I don't know if you've seen Pink Peugeot. I have not but, yet. Um, I've heard the co- I've heard the recordings. We covered them back in like what two or three issues ago or something like that. But so they're from Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like, actually how I I got to know who they were was through the magazine. Through the magazine, yeah. No, they're excellent. When they 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 come up to Atlanta pretty pretty often, and um, you should definitely check them out. Reminds me a little bit of Trans Am. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, we talked about that actually. Yeah, we were talking about Trans Am the other night with them. Um, so yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, but they're going off in a, uh, I mean, it's like very like live, the vocals are like very reverbed out, like very delayed and reverbed out and kind of down in the mix, you know, and, and, and the keyboard stuff they're doing is almost like Gary Newman ish now. Like it's, it's interesting. All right. I'm going to have to hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. So the new stuff they're going for is, is weird, but, um, it's best one. Well, when the last record was weird too. So yeah, when they're slamming out, um, drums and and that guitarist is kind of like noodly mathy but in a cool way yeah it's very very good but no that was a great show um we played el rocco lounge and that's a killer little venue it reminds me of i drum actually so that was good um and then i'm i'm excited that omni is in this issue um i think chad wrote the the article for omni in this chad radford is that correct I believe so. And uh, um, Mike White took the photos. Yep, Mike White took the photos. Mm-hmm. Um, Omni's a band that I've been into going wait like since the first record back when they were on um, Trouble in Mind records. And I kind of like lost contact with them a little bit when they mm-hmm. went to Sub Pop and just, I just, you know, went to sleep on them and mm-hmm. didn't listen to that record um, uh, until recently. But the new record is phenomenal. Have you listened to it? I have not. Dude, it's like. I would say it's like, uh, interestingly, Gang of Four. Okay. Um, if Stephen Malcolmus was in Gang of Four. Okay. Of Pavement. Yeah. So like, it's it's really, really weird. So you should listen to the first record, which is just visceral and great and angular, mm-hmm. wiry, almost like wire. I've heard the first ones. So, so you heard yes. Deluxe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new record is like, they've leveled up. Yeah. But the Omni article, definitely check that out. Um, and uh, if you haven't listened to the new Omni record on Sub Pop, give it a listen. It's great. Mm-hmm. This week, uh, you talked to Tom Cheshire, correct? Yes, uh, Tom Cheshire from, God, a host of bands, Rent Boys, All Night Drug Prowling Wolves, Tom Cheshire Band, also TCB, known as, and um, West End Motel. Yeah. He's always played in bands with friends. Uh, that's just been his MO, is just... His friends all get together. They form a different band. Uh, members of Rent Boys are playing in All Night Drug Prowling Wolves. Members of All Night Drug Prowling Wolves are going to play in another project. It just right. he pulls in the, the the same 
circuit of, of friends to play all the time. And uh, with this new one, uh, Prime to Form, he gathered a bunch of his friends together to go ahead and record the album. He's kind of doing uh, a ballady thing, huh? I don't know about the whole record. I've only heard a couple songs off of it, yeah. uh, but it's definitely more lower tempo uh, ballady to what, what I've heard yeah, off the yeah. singles. Um, New York Walls is actually very pogsish uh, with uh, with piano backing. Nice. So it's it's definitely a, a step away from what he's been doing, but yeah. it's all still it's all still there. Cool. Well, it's let's, all still there. Let's see what he has to say. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. Things are popping on and and uh, having a chat with us. Yeah, good to, so, good to see you. Thank thank you for having me. Um, I, I wish we saw each other more because we always have really really great conversations. It's been like what six months at least. Yeah, I'm not in Atlanta as much as I I, I hope to be these days. You know, um, I'm there probably every two or three months for a quick yeah. visit to take care of family business and take care of other business. You know, I still play music with people there and. Uh, I'm so grateful for the community and the camaraderie in the Atlanta scene. At one point, I considered you kind of being like the ambassador of East Atlanta. <laughs> You're not here now. I mean, you were everywhere. Oh my goodness. You were so integral and did so much was happening. And uh, the question is, what pulled you away from East Atlanta? What was so important to pick up and leave and actually move to the beach? Okay, well, so um, one that's too kind, because I could think of 10 other people at the top of my head uh, that have been inspiring to me that I think would deserve that. Um, but reality is, is well, you know, because we've known each other for a long time now, but I don't know like how much you know about my background story. But I grew up in New York City, so I moved to Atlanta in the 90s. And Atlanta certainly made me the artist and the musician and the man that I am. Um, uh, so thank you, ATL. Um, but I moved back to New York um, in 2012. So really, if you saw me, I was just playing a show or seeing friends in Atlanta, which I would do that like three or four times a year. Um, and then the pandemic happened and New York was a mess. So I came back to Atlanta for sure. And um and that's when you, we started seeing each other again a lot, which was lovely. Um, and um, um, But I didn't know if I was going to be staying. I took care of some family things. My mom was real ill, and I'm just so glad that I was able to be there for her, you know. Um, but uh, clearly, uh, and I know you get this, we've had these conversations before, um, I don't make money as a musician. <laughs> so I, I have a business and I work in, um, I work behind the scenes in television and uh, in broadcasting and build TV stations. So uh, I got a wonderful offer to move to San Juan, Puerto Rico. And I've been here for seven months now, living on the beach. In a little bit, maybe I'll show you my backyard. Uh, I'll, I'll turn the phone around and show you my backyard. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been here for about seven months now, and I think I'm going to be here for another couple of years. And it's a beautiful island filled with beautiful people and uh, building um, a couple of stations for Telemundo. How exactly do you finance going back and forth all this time? This is not easy to do. No, I'm, I'm still... I'm still figuring that out and also self-funding, you know, putting out new art and music and records. Uh, I'm still figuring it all out. I mean, you, um, you guys, I know um, my hats off to you guys with what you're doing with the magazine and now the podcast. Um, 
we wish we could find like, you know, I wish there was like a long lost relative I didn't know about that could take care of us and help us fund all these beautiful projects. As far as being there and visiting every once in a while, I understand you're actually about to come visit uh, in March. Basically, we started this thing um, in the 90s when I had my first band in Atlanta, Rent Boys, uh, out of our love for uh, the band The Pogues. And uh, we did our first show in 97, I believe it was. We did one in Atlanta and then one in Savannah. And it was basically right around St. Patrick's Day. We just did Pogues covers. And we did that all the way until 2003. Uh, Mike Bruce moved to Chicago. Uh, Everyone kind of moved to different places and... We weren't, uh, you know what happens, you get older, you have more responsibilities, families, people get married, people having kids, people getting divorced, you know. So um, we stopped for a minute, Um, but uh, we reconnected during the pandemic when I started working on the TCB project, which I'll tell you about. Um, And we did it last year, St. Patrick's Day night at Boggs in the West End. So shout out to Tim Song and Shane Pringle and everyone there. And then the next night, we played at our friend's uh, bar in Cabbage Town, 97 Astoria. And that's owned by our friend Sean McClellan, who's an old school West End dude. He lived in the warehouses with us in the 90s. Um, so um, we are going to continue uh, that this year. And I think it's going to be tradition now for the next 20 years, especially with Shane McGowan just passing. As a matter of fact, tomorrow I have to zoom in and practice from my apartment here in Puerto Rico. And we're basically practicing tomorrow because, um, I mean, we wound up doing like 40 songs, you know? Uh, so we're doing, I think it's Saturday night, March 16th at Boggs. Um, and our great friends waiting for UFOs who who are family and brothers and sisters to us, just beautiful people. Um, uh, Brian and Bill in particular have been very generous and kind to me um, when I moved here from New York as an artist and musician. They, they were generous with their time and gave me really, really good advice. They just encouraged me. Uh, with certain things saying this is the right way to go, you know, like m- making your own clothes and 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 putting out your own zines and putting out your own uh, poetry books and chat books and, and making your own shirts that have your band name on it, you know, uh, all of that stuff, you know, and just continue to expand and be open minded and be a good human, do charity work and make your shit weirder. You know, which is all great advice that I give to now young up and coming artists, you know. Uh, so then we're doing Saturday, March 16th at Boggs. Um, and then Sunday afternoon, which is um, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day itself at 97 Astoria, we're playing. Um, that's going to be uh, us and Waiting for UFOs. My friend Vic Burgess from Chattanooga, Tennessee is going to get up and do some songs. And it's just going to be a party. And then I'll fly back to Puerto Rico on Monday the 18th. Hung over, go walk right into NBC Telemundo and say, I'm here, I'm here for work. <laughs> and on top of that, too, you've got a new single off your new solo project that just dropped. Yes. Yeah. So TCB is uh uh we kind of we're kind of running um behind the scenes uh um under the name TCB these days, uh, which is um three different things. Uh so it's uh Tom Cheshire business, which is certainly what I do during the day, which is building TV stations, and Tom Cheshire band um and then the tom cheshire brand which uh, we put out i choose awesome clothing and work with charities and uh, basically tom cheshire brand is going to be the label that actually all of this umbrellas you know uh which the music music will be coming out on 
Um, so we put out our first single, I Can't Hold On, a couple of months ago. Uh, just put out the new single last week called New York Waltz, mm -hmm. and it is definitely a waltz. Um, and uh, it's a duet as well. Um, myself and Mike Sheena. And, um, well, it's, I guess, my love letter to New York. You know, I've had my ups and downs and all around over the years about depression. And um, these days, you know, mentally and spiritually and physically feeling the best ever, you know. And it just feels really, really good. I, I, I was telling somebody in an interview the other day about the song. I'm so glad I got to play it for my mom before she passed away in November. And uh, my mom doesn't really know much about the what we do. I mean, she's been to shows of mine, but doesn't really know. Or, or even, or she didn't really understand everything I did. She just said, my son's an artist, you know. But I played her the song, and it very much is in the vein of a Pogue song, like Fairy Tale of New York, you know. And uh, the insane thing is, is, as sick as she was, I mean, she was literally days away from passing away. Um, she 100% got it, and she like so precise and sp specific you know so i'm like playing the song for my mom and my mom says this song should be played on a friday night in greenwich village with its snow with the snow coming down at a fireman's funeral she heard it visually yes and my dad goes or they could play it at yankee stadium and i said well i'm a met fan but uh, believe, okay. believe me, I'll, I'll let it play any, at any New York sporting event because it's my love letter to New York. You know, uh, we have another single coming out um, in a few weeks and then one more single coming out. And the record actually comes out to the world, the full record, all 10 songs uh, on March 8th. And it's called TCB, Tom Cheshire Band, Everything is New Again, which is a lyric in the song New York Waltz. And um, if I may, give a shout out to the CCB team, which is Mike Sheena, Stiff Penalty, Brian Kinchelow, Ben Davis, Randy Michael, Management, Denise Meadow, Publicity, Steve LeBate, and Mythmaker, Heather Vitale, Photography, mm -hmm. and all of you, because we believe in street teams. And get uh, the team in there, man. Get everyone. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey DeBaser and everyone at Record Plug. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's very much a grassroots uh, band with a with a street team uh, mentality, and I do love the record. Um, if I can also say about the record being called "Everything Is New Again," it really was a product of the pandemic. You know, things were a mess; we didn't know what was going on. I was in Atlanta, and Mike Sheena and I, who hadn't played together in years, we were in Rent Boys together, and he was in an early version of Western Motel, and then. That thing happens, like I mentioned earlier, life and kids and responsibilities. Uh, but we were able to get together a bunch, and it really felt like everything was new again. And I really fell in love with music, listening to it, singing it, screaming it, driving down the street, put my head out the window to it, and then also like writing it, you know. You've always kind of put your heart into what you're saying and what you're seeing. Um, I remember the first conversation we ever had, you had just put out a song called Want Me To Be. Yes. And I was trying to process a uh, recent divorce and didn't know how to compartmentalize it. I don't know if that's the right word, but to figure out why should I stop blaming myself for every single thing that happened? 
And I got some answers in there and a different way or different aspect of how to look at it. And to have that happen in a song is incredible. Man, thank you so much. I actually love that song. I haven't heard it <sighs> or performed it in forever. That's my brother's in all my drug telling wolves. <clears throat> and I do love that song a lot. And yeah, it's funny how those things work because sometimes we don't know what we need until we get it or until we hear it or we write it, you know. So I myself was going through some things and finally got on the other side of it and 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 found myself in a beautiful place. Like I said, really, really beautiful, gorgeous headspace even these days, you know, and I'm very lucky for it because when things were bad or dark, you know, I've, I've, I've flirted with stuff I shouldn't have, like really, you know what I mean? You know, not, not good. My friend Andrew uh, used to say that his mom would say, um, the same characteristics that you have that your spouse or your lover, your boyfriend or your girlfriend falls in love with about you. Two years later, <clears throat> those can be the same things that she despises about you. And I was like, oh my goodness. So like, for instance, like, oh, he's a Tom. He, he's so cool. He's so rock and roll. He makes no plans. He just does what he does, fly by the seat of his pants, whatever stuff. And then a few years later, he's like, yeah, he's horrible. He doesn't get shit done. He's got no ambition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. if the same scenario could be switched around, you know, and I was like, you know, it's pretty simple because someone falls in love with you and, and you fall in love with them. And that should be the most beautiful, gorgeous thing in the world. And then they're like, okay, yes, I fell in love with this. Now let me change you. Everyone is going through something these days, right now as we speak. And my message to everyone these days is just try to remember that and just be kind to everyone, you know? And, um, you know, you, you really, you, you, you'll you make a stranger's day today by just being nice to them at the gas station, you know? And who knows what kind of shite that they went through this morning, you know, getting yelled at or just, you know, or just getting receiving the worst news, you know? Um, so be nice. Um, if you can do charity work, there's different types of freedom fighters, you know, use your voice and help people out. Well, thanks for uh, popping in and joining with me for a little bit and talking to us. Um, Thank you so much, my brother, I appreciate you. Oh, we appreciate you beyond belief, man. Uh, you've uh, you've been a friend for a long time, so thank you. So something else that uh, we didn't just see there that Tom shared with me. Uh, he's now in Puerto Rico, yeah. and he now lives on the beach. And I don't know, he's kind of a show off because uh, he wanted to make sure everyone saw that he lived on the balcony right right over the waves in the ocean. Uh, so uh, I don't know, he kind of was going to show you. Take a look and see where he lives. This is my deck. Mm -hmm. uh, see that you see people out there surfing oh, the struggling musician life i get it man yeah can you see people out there surfing yes i can there's um uh, there's nice. beautiful there's beautiful people out there mm -hmm. um just uh just just enjoying like you know that's the thing man if once in a while we need to like decompress and disconnect from the negativity and the cancers that are out there in the world and have a great conversation about music and art like you and I are having and put your feet in the sand, put your feet in the dirt, put your feet in the water. So last, uh, so last episode, we, uh, I uh, gave uh, Jimmy some homework here 
and I made him watch Erg Music War. Uh, for one, not only had he not seen it, but he'd never heard of it. So it's very important that if you get to know me, you have to sit through this movie at least once or four times. Yeah, so uh, for those listening, I didn't uh, announce this very well last time, but it's called Erg, A Music War. It's a documentary uh, film covering, I mean, it's basically performances of a few different festivals. It's like 20-something bands. They had three different concerts. It is 30 yeah, thirty bands, I think. Yeah, they had it's, a, it's 38 tracks. Three of them are the police, but the rest of them are all individuals. They had three different concerts across the world. Uh, yeah. with bands and they, it was all on the same day yeah. and they edited it all down to be like one long concert movie. Yeah. And it's without question, the best concert movie I've ever seen. I told you. Yeah. Uh, you were right. Um, mm -hmm. And mostly because, well, there's a couple of things about it. Um, like the bigger bands, my least favorite part, <laughs> like all the, it was all great. Yeah. It's what I was expecting. Define bigger bands for the, for Devo, the listener. Oingo Boingo. Uh, the police, of course. Dude, that Devo footage was fantastic. The Devo footage is fantastic. Well, the the last part of the Devo footage is really fantastic. Okay. That last mm -hmm. little segment where they get off the stage and they're like kind of standing in the four mm -hmm. position and doing yeah, doing their thing. Yeah, no, that was that was great. Um, so what I'm saying is like that kind of footage in Go Go's and stuff like that was all great. It was great seeing the Go Go's clearly before they got like cleaned up for like major label yeah. time like they're just it's just before they recorded the first album i think mm -hmm. so you see and you're seeing the songs more raw and and punky and you know she's got short hair and you know, like <laughs> you know and yeah, yeah. it's it, it's that's very cool but what i thought was um fantastic was a seeing bands that i don't really like much like uh orchestra orchestral maneuvers in the dark and um echo and the bunny men like, I don't really appreciate their later records so much. I know a lot of other people do, but I never really saw what other people saw in them. I, You could see it, like, when they're young, early performances. Like, I'm like, Echo and the Bunnymen, I'm like, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. Like, like I would totally have been a fan of this yeah. if I'd started here, you know, and not seen album four, you know, come in and Pop, it's four. a really strong track for them, too, to play. Here, it is, so. it is. Mm -hmm. But then, like, bands that are totally forgotten, like the Au Pairs, like, fantastic Scoffish was great um i actually talked a little bit back and forth with uh uh the sky guy that's right this whole recommendation ended up with you with like a 2 a.m conversation 2 a.m conversation over threads with the actual guy from um, um Scoffish. how did you get in touch with him uh, just somebody said hey you know he's on threads and pointed him to me and then all of a sudden he started commenting going oh i'm glad you watched the movie it was you know <laughs> very very weird exchange he's a very <laughs> sweet guy though um but and and of course the whole reason i cared about watching this in the first place was gang of four mm. footage which was fantastic i wish somewhere in somebody's basement is all the full concert footage of those mm. i would kill to see that but entire i i assume that in this movie except for the police every band gets one song they all get one song but i assume that every single track that they every song oh, they played was recorded the that entire whole thing set is all of course there. was recorded yeah yeah xtc um mm -hmm. you get to see them at their most frenetic prime when you're you're like mm -hmm. how could andy partridge ever have stage fright he's the most outgoing person in the world on that stage it was oh amazing. sting has the fight to maintain the microphone 
Yes, he out. He like <laughs> Sting is just like doesn't know what to do because he's just like jumping around and yeah, it's really really fun to watch. That that alone was fun to watch. But other things like um, John Ottaway is absolutely insane. The Madman. Madman. And then I've gone on to look at other stuff he's done, and that's not even the peak of his madness. So John Ottaway is somebody definitely to check out. Au Pairs is, is another band that reminds me of X a little bit. No, no, mm. it wasn't the Au Pairs that remind me of the X. Alley Cats yeah. was another one that kind of mm. reminded me of X a little bit. Um, you mentioned Flesh Tones. I actually caught Flesh the Flesh Tones and saw them at the Starlight Six Drive-In. Nice. That was fantastic back when they used to do the Drive Invasion. God, I mean, I, I watched it I one time, that. and I, yeah. I'm, I'm going uh, to, you can get it on Amazon. I'm going to already have bought my copy before you see this. So. <laughs> Um, if it's if it's sold out, it's not just my fault. But it's cheaper. Um, but it's like ten bucks on Amazon. Oh, it's they're, it's, they're, cheap. it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, I mean, I love music documentaries, but usually, like live performance stuff, I'm uh, if on video at least, I'm not as keen on. But well, so I'm seeing bands live. But yeah, well, it's not on video, but live footage coming up. You do know McCluskey's coming to I town, right? Do know McCluskey's coming the same day as Unwound, which is like everybody's. Like, what am I going to go see, Unwound or McCluskey? And, like, go see McCluskey. I mean, Unwound you can catch again, probably. For me, I have to go see McCluskey because I've never, they've never been to Atlanta. They're, like, one of my favorite bands of all time. I have to go see McCluskey. I, I'm going to go see McCluskey also, but it gets a little awkward because I guess I can tell this. Cherubs is going to be getting here on Tuesday uh, crashing at my place. It's a long drive, so crashing at my place. Then they're going to be here all day Wednesday before going to play their show at uh, Variety Playhouse. Right. Uh, they're opening up for Unwound. And I'm going to go see a different band. I want to go I see mean, McCluskey. It, se- it seems uh, like you could go see Cherubs and then scoot on over to hell real quick at the Masquerade. Well, <laughs> this has ended up being a massive yeah. a massive effort to see all these bands during that week. Because yeah. I'm going to end up seeing McCluskey here. Then I'm going to travel to Chapel Hill. And you get to see And okay. I'll get to see McCluskey play again in Chapel Hill. Oh, really? And then the following night, Kirk. the following night, uh, I'm just going to stay there because at Cat's Cradle the following night yeah. is Unwound and Cherubs. Oh, man. So I'm just going to like make this roundabout loop to make sure I get to see everybody. Uh, I'm not missing any of them. So everybody go see McCluskey in Atlanta and then follow Jeff up to Chapel Hill and see them again and then see Unwound and Cherubs. I don't think I have room in the car. No, I didn't say, I said follow okay. you. I didn't say ride with you. Okay, that's good. Anyway, yeah, if you're not a McCluskey fan though, geez, um, you know, check out McCluskey Do Dallas and uh, probably the the greatest album title of all time in my opinion. The difference between you and me is I'm not on fire. But anyway, so uh, here is... Uh, Andy Falcus, Falco, um, mm-hmm. Jeff interviewing, talking about coming to Atlanta and coming to the U.S. Yes. You know what? I used to always love playing live and I used to, talking to people used to be, that was fine as well. It was just an extension of it. But it's something I genuinely look forward to now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not stand-up because stand-ups have a unique bravery and talent, I think. Um, but I, I just love doing it now. I love, I love just telling bad jokes to the audience. Yeah. Um, love telling bad jokes. I love like taking the piss out. I don't know. It's been the libertines recently, you know, um, doing that is just lots of fun. Yeah. 
it's 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 loads of fun and you really do get that engagement with people and they're laughing and they're laughing even if they don't exactly agree with you it's quite a it's quite a nice moment i don't think you have to be <laughs> ricky gervais in order to uh in, in order to have a communal experience with an audience you've been uh, working on getting this together for like 10 years now oh uh, it's it's a it's a dream of mine there's there's not a you know, there's not a cell in my body that would want to live in the United States. I could not, I'm concerned enough about my health on a daily basis as it is without, uh, and our um, public services are being dismantled to such a degree that private healthcare is often the only way, way to go. It has been for me in the last couple of years on, in, in terms of a couple of ailments, but we still have the NHS. Right. The we NHS, have very little safety net at all. Yeah, exactly. The fear, I just couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't cope with it. And it's, and and that, that, and the fact that you have the worst cheese and chocolate in the world, which considering you're the world world superpower is just an offense to me. Like you've got, you've got so much, but sometimes often I eat cheese in America and I just want to, you know, I want to overthrow the government on the basis of the cheese alone. If you generally compare non-American cheese to American cheese, non-american cheese wins not and to to non-american chocolate definitely beats the chocolate we're gonna maybe have a disagreement but that's okay (laughs) that's fine yeah but i i love touring the states there is just a romance to it Mm -hmm. there's a romance to sitting in the van and watching all the scenery pass by it's a bit of a shame that we're not driving through like colorado over the rockies and stuff because that's they're wonderful moments, but even driving up, there's so many drives. You know, a lot of the states are completely like completely different countries, and then you understand what you understand as an outsider what the union is because I don't think we think of, even though it's called the United States of America, I don't think non-Americans really think of it in terms of being an amalgam of states. Uh, we we still do think of it as one coherent country, and it's it's just so not. I mean. Being in a touring band of vaguely leftist credentials, we do, it's not like we get to meet a lot of people who don't live in our bubble, right? Because everybody does. I we toured just before the two thousand and four election. Um, that was probably the last McCluskey tour um, in the states. I guess it, I guess it must have been um, looking at the timeline, uh, which is when we had all our stuff stolen in Phoenix on election night. That's right. um, uh, and we were saying stuff about Bush every night, which is, as you imagine, it's not even particularly cutting or hilarious. Just you just refer to it occasionally because, I mean, why not? And I think we had one critical voice about it. Mm-hmm. Got off stage in Los Angeles, and somebody said, I think to John, said, I didn't like what you said about Bush. And somebody, a guy went, Shut up, bitch. And that was, and that was, yeah. that was the the level of resistance we met at our shows. So, yeah. really, see, you don't really meet what we might generously call the variety of American political positions unless you step out of that bubble. If you said the last time you were back here was during the Bush election night, um, uh, I think so. Apart from because we, we did the short run of dates in September twenty two, mm-hmm. we did. Um, Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver. 
uh, we had to cancel San Francisco because I lost my voice for only the second time ever, which was fantastic. But yes, but apart from that, I think the last time was basically over the Bush Bush election. Yeah. Because before that, you toured with um, Future the Left. Oh, after that, we toured the Future Left. Yeah. Okay. So the last Future the Left tour was in November 2012. That was, I think, Obama's second election. This is the first time we toured through the U.S. when it's not an election. Yeah, yeah. And I was there in 2008 for Obama's first election as well. So, but yeah, we did three elections in a row. Um, I'm not sure why November is so so in, insanely popular. I actually found an old flyer for Future the Left um, where you played here at the Drunken Unicorn. Right. So if it would have been 2008, I actually remember that show because there was a heckler who wouldn't fucking shut up. And I wasn't as practiced at dealing with hecklers then. I was only a few years. Year. You learn on the job, basically, and you go through lots of different situations. And yeah. um, Whereas now that heckler would just be removed from the show to stop spoiling for everybody. It was just too much. Yeah. If you want to say some funny things, that's cool. But you say a couple and then that's it now. It's not, it's not fucking about you. Yeah. It's about the, it's about the, however many hundred people who've paid to watch the band on stage and if you keep going on there's your money back fuck off yeah um you know it's it's that simple but anyway that show was was kind of spoiled a bit by a heckler though sometimes when that happens we play with a bit more weird spiky rage even though it should need something to motivate um so now is the time when we do show and tell and i'm actually prepared this week i actually uh we talked about omni uh, at the beginning of the show and I have the very first record that I got um, when it came out from Trouble in Mind Records back when they were on Trouble in Mind um, and cute little let's see if you can see that cute little picture of them on the back um, saw them at the 529 opening I think it was for Pile I can't quite remember who they opened for but they were they were excellent immediately ordered the record uh, and then what do you know like you know an album later um, they are on sub pop. So, uh, the new album is fantastic. And this album is fantastic. All four records are fantastic, but I would say if you like edgy visceral, um, kind of not quite lo-fi, but, um, this is an excellent, excellent album. And then the new album is kind of them at their recording peak and, uh, performance peak. Listen to those two first, and then go listen to the middle albums. They're all excellent, though. And for mine, and for mine, this this uh, episode, I've got a uh, the fuck you EP uh, with Asbestos Worker and Nah. It's a ten inch split. Uh, side A is Asbestos Worker. Side B is Nah. Uh, the only problem I have with this record is that I wouldn't want to be a band that's doing a split with Nah because seriously. Asbestos Worker sounds fine. They sound they sound great. Flip it over here, nah. And I mean, you don't ever want to take it off that side. You're just gonna keep playing it over and over. It is freaking solid. And just to back that up, we're gonna have Dave on uh, next episode. He's yeah. gonna join us. Uh, now, side note: Dave also writes for uh, Record Plug, and we're happy to have him on. Uh, recruited him pretty easily. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's he's a great guy. And but I mean, he plays in like what four bands, five bands, or something like that. He's in at least four that I know. So he's bass and gnaw. 
with Bass Amanda and, uh, Sherman singing, but yeah. he's also in a band with Amanda that's a ska band where he plays sax, I think. Sax, he plays a, plays horn. And I don't know what Amanda plays in that. I, but. I don't know. I haven't seen Bad Leavers. Uh, so and that's Bad Leavers, and then he's got another band called... Desk Rabbits. Desk Rabbits? With the Z on the end of Rabbits. And that's what, more techno? or what Oh, is no, it? it's, it's it's more accessible pop kind of stuff. Pop, yeah, okay. But... um. It's a, I mean, this is straightforward. When, I haven't heard that yet. The word pop is so, so. I don't know what that means yet. Yeah, it, it's, it's such a generic term. It's Taylor Swift. But it, so it no, sounds like Taylor Swift. It, it's more, it's more accessible, a little more catchier, but more it's catchier, still, it's still. Like much, much more um, uh, famous than Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it for episode uh, three of the Record Plug podcast. Three of three. Three of three. Three uh, of three. Three of, you know, hopefully there'll be more. I mean, it's a drawing set, but as yeah. of now, you've seen them all. At least I hope. That's right. If you haven't seen them all, regardless, please subscribe on YouTube. That really helps us out. It's absolutely free. Um, if you click the bell icon thing, you will be notified when uh, we upload a new one. Um, also, we're on uh, now on Spotify for audio only, and we're uh, on Apple Podcast and Podbean and a few other places. So pretty much anywhere that you... Uh, listen to podcast you can go on there if you're on apple podcast um or i think spotify too i think you can go on if you've listened to enough episodes you can go on and actually review us and that would be fantastic especially if you like it if you don't like it then don't review us please just fuck off but um yeah sweet i don't know you got something witty to say uh have a good night yeah sounds right yeah see you next time you put me on the spot man Record Plug Podcast is part of the Headphone Treats Podcast Network.